All right. Today we continue our interview series. Uh, we've got Mike Barner on today. Uh, he'll be telling us about what his life is like in New York as a uh, fantasy basketball analyst. Let's go balls deep. Hello and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Balls Deep Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Fantasy Basketball International. Uh, FBIBasketball.com is our website. I'm Adam King, the host at AdamKing91 on Twitter is where you can find me. So as I said, we are uh, continuing to roll through our interview series. I think we're up to number six or seven. Uh, and I did allude to the fact that I have Mike Barner with me today. Mike, good Good evening. Your kids are in bed and you're ready to go. Yes. Good evening. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, they're they're asleep. I'm I'm free now. Let's do it. Very good. I wish my kids were in bed by nine o'clock at night. Um, <laughs> they're, uh, little, they're, so. they're little. They're so little. So that's yeah. that's all right. We'll we'll get into to families uh, shortly. I'm sure. But uh, yeah. So look, the first, as I said, you, so you're from Rotowire. I I know that. Um, but per your Twitter bio, and you've you've already said you can't fit everything in, you actually contribute for a few different companies and, and providers. So do you want to give us first just a bit of a, I guess, a, an overview of what you do and who you do it for? Sure, yeah. Uh, so I do uh, both, I, well, I do NBA, Major League Baseball, and NFL coverage, both fantasy uh, and betting. Uh, I contribute to Rotowire, Sportsline, DraftKings, real-time fantasy sports, a bunch of other ones. Uh, so yeah, whether it's betting or fantasy, I do you know some podcasting, some shows. I do the Early Edge Show for Sportsline. I do some basketball podcasting with RotoWire and a lot of written content. And I never really know because sometimes people are just very, very good at multitasking. But is this your full-time job, or do you have another job? Yes, yeah, this is my full-time job. It is your full-time job. Okay. So, I think I think I've had two people on so far that do it full-time and the rest all all work do something else and and this is more of a a paid hobby or sometimes not even a paid hobby. Um so if it's a full-time job, you've you've obviously um you've probably done some study, you've probably worked towards this. So, I guess give people an idea of of the the steps that you've taken and, and and what you've done to get to where you are now working for a, a few different services. Sure. I went to school for, uh, I have a degree in broadcasting and mass communications. Uh, I originally wanted to get into sports radio. Uh, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be the, the voice of the radio voice of the New York Yankees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was obviously a very high aspirations uh, for a job. And then uh, as I got older, uh, I met my wife in high school and uh, we kind of realized we were going to get married early on. So I didn't want to be uh, a play-by-play guy because I knew that there was a lot of traveling involved in that. So uh, I wanted to get into sports talk radio. Uh, that was my initial goal. And then uh, while I was in college, uh, I played fantasy sports my whole life. Um, so I was applying for a whole bunch of fantasy sports writing jobs. I got my first one as a part-time gig for uh, KFFL, which is no longer in existence. Back in 2000, January of 2007 was when this all started. 
Okay. So it's been a while. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a while. You don't look that old. Um, yeah. <laughs> aging I'm getting, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm almost 40, a couple of years away. So. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, okay. So, look, I guess, yeah, so for you, this has been sort of a path that's always been there. It's 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 diverted slightly. Um, getting married does tend to impact what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm much the same. I've known my wife since we were about seven. Um, so, yeah, we, we've, I mean, we, we didn't get together in high school. She, I wanted to, she didn't want to, she just thought <laughs> it was annoying. So I plugged away and got there. Um, uh, and so you, you mentioned you've got some, some young kids now. So two kids, three kids. I have two kids. I have a seven-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty busy, uh, <laughs> yeah, keeping up yeah. with all of their activities and, and whatnot, but yeah, um, very lucky to have two great kids and a great family. And are they, so for me, my kids have zero interest in sport, which is disappointing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so, and I mean, your kids, obviously they're, they're still a little bit younger, but have you got them involved in playing sport at all? Yeah. Yeah. I've tried to get them involved in sports. Uh, they both play soccer. Uh, I've been coaching soccer. Uh, I haven't played soccer. I hadn't played soccer since I was in <laughs> high school. Um, but they're little enough to where my skill set can at least uh, yeah. I can at least try and I'm just trying to teach them how to not run into each other and which direction to go in. Yeah, um, they both play soccer, um, and my daughter does gymnastics, uh, but they're too little for basketball. Or I mean, my daughter could; uh, she hasn't really shown an interest in it, um, and I I don't think she could sit still long enough for baseball or t-ball. Uh, and my son's still only three, so but we'll we'll see which goes. I, I would love to get them both into basketball at some point. Uh, that's yeah. my favorite sport, but we'll see. We'll see how things progress. I'm not going to force them; they got to make their no. own decision. Yeah, no, no. I tried um, with my kids, but <laughs> no, no success. Um, unfortunately, my my daughter does a few things, but my son, it's all about Dungeons and Dragons uh, huh? for him. Each so. his own. <laughs> that's right look he loves it he, he's got his crowd of people and uh keeps him happy and i'm always learning because i know very little about it so he's he's always got new information for me so um so i sent you some some questions um before we we sort of jumped on and you had a bit of a, a read through this and we, we've touched on a few of them but outside of fantasy and i mean you've got your young family so you you're obviously spending time with them on weekends and, and things like that but Anything specific that, that you like to do? I mean, I know for a lot of us, the like for me, if, if I got asked this question, well, fantasy basketball is my hobby. So, it's, it, um, but it, like holidays, uh, watching movies, TV, anything like that sort of stand out? Uh, I really don't have time for, uh, we're, we're pretty lucky. Uh, I'm, I am very lucky that this is my full-time job. Um, I've always loved doing this. Like I said, I've been playing fantasy sports. I used to play back on like the sporting news. Mm. I played when it was on, uh, they had something, I think it was smallworld.com. I used to play on there. It's like salary cap leagues. I was playing this stuff when I was like in middle school, uh, yeah. early middle school. Um, so I, I just love playing fantasy sports. And with the two young kids, most of my free time is spent driving them around. Uh, like I said, I coach their <laughs> soccer team. So I do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I get a chance to watch some TV with my wife, that's a good thing. But we're just trying to keep up with the little kids at this point. And I, you know, I did, I was in nine fantasy basketball leagues this year. I did seven football leagues. So that's a, that's my hobby slash job. <laughs> <laughs> 
Eddie, and do you, so are you like me and coming into every season, I always swear that I'm going to do fewer leagues and it just never happens because I get roped in by people and by myself. A hundred percent. You get just get asked that you don't want to turn down any of these industry leagues with the people that you've worked with uh, for a long time. Those are, are really a lot of fun leagues. So I will say for basketball, I am making it my mission to not be <laughs> in any weekly lineup leagues yes. this year. It has yes. to be a minimum of Monday, Friday. Um, I am working on the one league that I'm in uh, that I was the most, that I don't want to drop out of is the FSGA league. Uh, that is a Monday only lineup. And I have been working behind the scenes to get that to a minimum of Monday, Friday. I think <laughs> I have, I think I have won that over. Um, so my mission next year I, I don't mind being in nine leagues, but I will not be in any weekly lineup leagues. I'm done. Yeah, look, I think that's yeah. I mean, if if people haven't been swayed by by this season um, yeah. to, to switch to daily or or at least two or three times a week, um, the only weekly league I'm in is the uh, that dynasty league. I think you're in that one as well. You yes. did a lot better than me, um, <laughs> and that's that's a weekly league. So I do hope that uh, we'll have a chat with Matt Lawson and see if we can switch that to. Not weekly, anything. I, else I, I already mentioned it to him. I'm I'm already working on it, so we'll, okay, we'll get we'll, that switched. We will, and and look, I'm doing. <laughs> we'll, we'll be launching a dynasty podcast um, over the the off season. So, yeah, look, I'll, I'll keep dropping seeds and and um, hopefully change his mindset. I mean, I haven't even asked him. Maybe he's fine with it, but it's, we'll he see. sounded like he was into it. He sounded okay. like he was into it. So well, I don't think we're going to have any problems. No. Don't okay, worry, so. Adam. I'm on it. I will not play Good. in any more weekly leagues. It's enough. Good. Good. <laughs> I don't want to be in any. Um, uh, and, okay, so so you sort of said you you write for – you do fantasy basketball, you do fantasy football, you do fantasy baseball. Fantasy football is more of a points format. That's my understanding. I don't, I don't play fantasy football. I know – I don't know zero about the NFL, but I know – very little um what when you started you started playing fantasy obviously quite a while ago did you come in through the path of fantasy football that led to fantasy basketball i just know a lot of people i've spoken with have come through that way no i was all fantasy baseball all the time Uh, baseball was my favorite sport as a kid and i believe it was small world i used to play on they used to have it was only salary cap leagues and you got a certain amount of money to pick your team. And then as your players would perform, their salaries would actually go up or down and you okay. could go over the cap. If those players were still on your team uh, and then performing well. And then if you wanted to sell them later on, you'd end up be working with a higher cap. So it was, it was a complex thing. And I was really young playing this and I loved it, but yeah, I, I started out with baseball. Okay. Uh, when, when I started working for KFFL, um, I was kind of like on the, it was, you know, we didn't have Twitter back then or anything like that. So I would go on all the major newspaper websites for all the major sports cities and look for news and then post something about that. And most of that back then was either baseball or football. I used to do a lot of like NFL draft combine coverage um, because that's what they stick the new guy on because no one wants to write about yeah. verticals and all shuttle times. Yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, so yeah, but I started out with baseball, um, and then okay. the reason why I became so into basketball and, and you know it is it, it wasn't big um, mm. back you know in the early two thousands. It, it just wasn't that big, and there wasn't a lot of people covering it. Um, and I loved basketball, so I kind of got into it there, and it's just 
as it's become more popular, been able to do more. Yeah, I can imagine fantasy because baseball, again, that's a sport I know something about, but not much. And to me, it's probably me watching baseball. I, I sort of, I, I liken that to you guys trying to watch cricket, if you know what, <laughs> what cricket is. And, and yeah, yeah. like a cricket match will go for three hours or five hours or, or five days. Um, and I can sit and watch that all the way through because I grew up with it. Whereas baseball, I just sit down and I get bored within about five minutes. So, uh, but I know that they do play a, a more games in the NBA, don't they? Like double. Yeah, it's a 162 game season. So that kind of makes all the other ones a lot easier to manage because you're dealing yeah. with half the game. So it's not, I, I think that's what helped me going baseball first and then into the other sports as I was used to the heavy workload um, mm. of managing a fancy baseball team and the other ones aren't as difficult. Yeah, man, that's a lot of games. Um, so, again, with, with young family, it, it makes traveling sort of hard, but I've spoken with other <laughs> analysts about, so have you have you traveled internationally? And if so, have you got any sort of favorite destinations or, or places that you would like to visit at some point in the future? Yeah, I used to do, uh, my wife is from Bolivia, so I used to do a lot of traveling uh, to South America pre-kids, uh, yeah. <laughs> since kids and then COVID and everything too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we do fly, it's, it's domestic. Um, yep. I'm, I'm not a big travel guy. Uh, I'm a homebody. I like yep. to stay home for me. A great vacation is staying home. Yep. Um, my wife is the exact opposite. So as you can imagine, I do okay. more away traveling than, than home vacations. Um, yep. but yeah, I, I'm, I'm open to, I'm open to basically wherever she tells me I'm going and, and that's yeah. about it. Oh, that's a, well, I think it's a good, uh, a good motto to have is just do what you're told. That's basically <laughs> yeah, what I do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and is Australia sort of somewhere that you would visit, consider visiting is on the list to visit? Yeah, I would definitely go there. My kids would have to be a lot older cause I know that's a long, uh, a long trip. And that's another reason yeah. why we haven't gone to, to Bolivia. It usually takes us, um, when I used to go there with my wife before we had kids, it's, it's like a day with all the connecting flights and stuff yeah, to get right. there. And you, okay. you don't want to do that with little kids. But as my kids got older, yeah, I'd be I'd be definitely open to going to Australia and checking out that stuff for sure. Yeah, I think from the because so you're East Coast, so from the yes. I know from here to to LA, it's about nineteen hours, I think, for us. Yeah. And then so from LA to uh, six hours, is that right? From one side to the other, flying. Uh, I I think I haven't been to Cal I went to California probably ten years ago. Yeah, uh, it was a blur, and I stopped in Chicago. I had to see the Bulls play. So we kind of okay. stopped, watched the Bulls, and then go. So I don't have a full grasp of the whole straight no, New York okay. to, to California. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's something. I only know because we're looking – we have been sort of looking at our flights and, and looking at flight times and, and stuff like that. So, um, okay, so one question that I've been talking with people about is Wembenyama, Victor Wembenyama for next season. Uh, and we're obviously still – a long way away. We don't even know where he's where he's going yet. But if if we were drafting tomorrow and we we just knew that he was the number one pick, we didn't really know where he was going. But where I guess two parts to this question is where would you be comfortable drafting him in a just in a standard nine cat redraft league? And the second part is where what do you what do you think his ADP will be uh, based on hype and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'd be comfortable drafting him probably late third round, fourth round. I don't think he'll be there at that point. Uh, the hype no. machine's going to take off. 
I he'll he'll be a second rounder, uh, I think, in, in most leagues, if not very early third round. Uh, it's kind of like the Zion thing. Mm. There was no way, even though Zion's game initially wasn't going to translate all that well to fantasy with his percentages from the free throw line and lack of three pointers and stuff like that. There was a lot of holes in his game, but it's Zion. So everybody was taking him early. And it's it's going to be the same thing with Wembyamba, especially with the unique skill set that he has. I, I probably won't have him in any leagues next year. And I, I won't be upset about that. Yeah, I, I think most analysts seem pretty uh, consistent with their response here is that we'd be comfortable taking him maybe third round. So I'm sort of thinking mid-30s to 40 is where I'd like to get him. Yep. But I would say based on just everything that's going to happen between now and draft season, uh, I think his ADP will be 15. Um, because I can I can even see people taking him on the turn. So th- those that might have a late first round pick, pick 11 or 12. Um, if they can snag someone like a... I don't know, a Jamie and Lillard or... I, I mean, it's hard to know where people are going to go next season. But if you can pair him up with a someone who's a, a fairly um, consistent performer and who's generally quite durable, I just think the upside is going to be too enticing for people. So much like you, I don't think I'll have him <laughs> anywhere. Um, <laughs> except I'll, I will probably try to get him in... Like if I do a draft only league or something like that, I'll I'll just take him in the first round just to have him just to or best ball something like that a yeah. best ball league you could you get some exposure to him there yeah because your roster's so deep anyways and yeah know, that's not right making any in season moves so yeah so so I probably will try to get him somewhere just just to have him um, we we've sort of uh, spoke with uh, I think it was Zach Hanshu and. Uh, uh, a couple other people, but I guess if we had to compare him to someone uh, who someone's rookie season, um, a few of us have thought it's maybe we, if we look at Carl Anthony Towns' rookie season, uh, he was something like eighteen and ten. With I uh, didn't have many assists, only had one three pointer, but did have. I think his rookie season was his career high in blocks. I think he was one point eight from memory, something like that. Um, good percentages. I could sort of see Wembenyama being similar, I guess, maybe 18 points. I do worry about his rebounding numbers. I, I yeah. do think that he's probably not going to be a double-digit rebounder just because whoever, wherever he lands, they, they're going to try to... They, they don't want him banging away inside with big guys like Joel Embiid and, um, and Jokic. So they, they are going to play him away from the basket a little bit. So... I do think he's probably an eight rebound a game guy, but he could be two threes, two blocks. I mean, look at what Walker Kessler has been able to do this season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think, and, and I think in his rookie season, Cat uh, was a top 20 player. So uh, on a per game basis, but that's another, I guess, consideration is how many games is Wembenyama actually going to play? Yeah. Um, is there a, for you, is there a preferred landing spot for him? Not, I mean, don't please don't go to the Rockets. Uh, they just they just seem like they're they just seem like they're a mess. Um, they can't really get anything going down. It's just this. They're gonna have to do some sort of coaching change, or it's just yeah. the environment down there is terrible. It's a it seems like a me first. Uh, the, the veteran they can't keep any veterans there. 
It helps with the young guys grow. I don't know if Eric Gordon was exactly the the right guy to shepherd in the the next. I I, I really think they need to get rid of Kevin Porter Jr. I don't think he's going to help them uh, with their no. long term success. So I would I think they can get out of his contract um, after this season. I know he signed yeah. that long term extension, but it was a lot of non guaranteed. So I'd like to see them get out from under him. I mean, the Spurs are great for developing young talent. So that might be a good landing spot for him. The Pistons, they have a crowded front court already. So I don't know yeah. if I'd really love to see him there. I mean, they'd have to make some sort of a trade, I guess, because you can't have him and Beef Stew and and Duran and Wiseman. That's kind of a, a log jam there. So yeah. I think maybe the Spurs would probably be the best just because they have the least. Um, he might yeah. that might be the best spot for him to produce right away. However, there are long ways in the rebuild process. They're in the early stages of the rebuilding process here. So that might also mean he they tank a lot next season and we don't see him much in the second half. He gets any sort of injury, we might not see him much. Yeah. And I think they're obviously the three favorite favorites to get him. They're the, the yeah. three worst teams at the moment. Um, I'm much the same. I mean, Houston, in theory, I'd like to see him there because I think they've got some really good young pieces. But yes. They're, they're, in terms of how they would use him and what they would do, I just don't like that. Um, yeah, the Pistons, as you said, they've already got four centers, three or four centers. I don't I don't know where the minutes would come from there. Spurs would be ideal in terms of his actual real-life development, but as we've seen this year, they're not afraid to just rest players and yeah. give them nights off. So um, outside of the, the those three teams, um, I, I guess we've got Orlando, Charlotte um, as possible landing spots uh it, it would take a bit of luck but um I, I wouldn't mind him in either of those spots uh, orlando i actually don't mind what orlando are doing they're not resting their guys they're just playing they they're selling out every night despite the fact they're out of the playoff race um i'm still not sure on mosley as a coach but uh i do like the fact that they they have a pretty set rotation and they seem to know where they're going so um We'll like you said, I love that they're trying. They're not resting, guys. No, I think that's an underrated thing for for young players' development is to play them. Mm. Um, and simply sitting these guys is obviously from a fan's perspective and from fantasy perspective, it stinks. Um, but to actually play these guys, it's important for their development. And you're seeing the Magic are playing well. I mean, they're mm. not winning a ton of games, but they are winning more games than a lot of people expected. And they're putting up fights against really good teams. And that's going to be valuable experience for them when, you know, two, three years from now, they're a contending team. I think that's going to be big. That's right. And I think, uh, I mean, we've seen this year, uh, I'm just having a look because I know they were playing tonight. So they they went down by four points to Cleveland. And Cleveland are a top four team in the East. Yeah. Um, playing their full squad. Uh, Markel Fultz has, has come on in leaps and bounds. This season, um, he looks really good. Wendell Carter's developing nicely. Bancaro's had a solid season. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's uh, common sense is like someone like the Spurs, even if you play you guys, you're not winning anyway. Like, I don't know why yeah. they rest these guys. It's not like if you play Devin Vassell and Jeremy Sohan that you're going to win all these games. You're not. Um, so, I yeah, I don't get the whole tanking thing I, I can see resting veterans like doug mcdermott or something why do you need to play him but he's actually have... playing <laughs> which is the and he's part. playing he's, he's actually, actually yeah. playing played some heavy minutes you know and a few games here 
and like Zach Collins, he he's yes, he's their starting centre, but he's young and he and he's been injured his whole career. So yeah. why wouldn't you just get him as much court time as possible? And anyway, that's a that's another discussion <laughs> to have um, about the frustrating rotations and uh, so look that that's probably it. We're we're at twenty five minutes. That's probably I don't know getting close to your bedtime maybe um, <laughs> close to my lunchtime. Um, so before I let you go, uh, I mean, again, this, the season is winding down. By the time people hear this, will be in the off season. But what will you have going on uh, in terms of fantasy basketball, um, sort of throughout April, May, June? Yeah, I'll have a lot of off season content. I'm sure uh, on RotoWire. I usually they usually have me involved in some off season articles. Uh, they use, a lot of them appear on Yahoo as well. Uh, some stuff on NBA.com. So check it out there. And if you're into baseball, uh, fancy baseball or, or baseball betting, I'll be doing lots of that this summer. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Roto Mike Barner, and you'll see it all there. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, I'm sure we'll be doing some preseason stuff together, whether it's podcasts or drafts or, or whatever it might be. Uh, that will do for today's show. Remember, uh, check out all of our content. Uh, our Discord server is still running. Uh, it's a pretty busy time of year for us with all of our Dynasty uh, content that's coming out. Matt's, Matt's been uh, hard at work producing and, and getting all of that together. Uh, I'm going to have my player ranks coming out next week once the regular season is done. Um, my player ranks for next season, which are way too early, but I just want to do some rankings. So they will be coming out. Uh, you can follow uh, our show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you could give us a thumbs up. Uh, subscribe to our channel. Until next time, catch up. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.